Welcome to Mentioned in Dispatches, the podcast from the Western Front Association, with me, Dr Tom Thorpe. The WFA is the UK's largest Great War History Society. We are dedicated to furthering understanding of the Great War and have around 60 branches worldwide. For more information, visit our website at westernfrontassociation.com. It is the 26th of June 2022 and this is episode 261. On this week's Dispatches podcast, I speak to teacher Gareth Williams and librarian Donna Saxby from Kingham Hill School in Oxfordshire about how they teach the Great War at their school. Donna and Gareth spoke to me from their office in Kingham Hill in Oxfordshire. Gareth and Donna, welcome to the Dispatches podcast. Could you start by telling us about how you became interested in the Great War and how all this started at Kingham Hill School? Wow. Okay. Um, so, uh, well, I've I've been um, a battlefield guide um, since 1999. Um, I got into the Great War with an amazing teacher uh, at my school, um, Anthony Selden. You may have heard of him. Uh, he was uh, tremendous. Uh, he's my history teacher and took us to the battlefields when I was 14 and it lived with me. So um, then uh, at university, I studied French um, and so I had the opportunity to teach in France for a year. Um, and I happened to be, I, by chance, uh, just underneath Vimy Ridge in the school that I was teaching in, which was amazing. So I got to learn, I, I, well, I knew the place from before um, and uh, I made friends with the Canadian students on a, on a on a Friday and a Saturday night out in Arras um, and exchanged a, a few drinks and such. And they said, "Oh well, if you're interested in the First World War and you know you clearly know a bit, why don't you come? Uh, and uh, if you come up on a Wednesday afternoon, that's when the Contiki bus comes through. Um, you can knock on the window and you could take them around some Australian sites, um, and uh, they'll bung you 500 francs." To which I thought. That'll do. Um, obviously, <laughs> 500 francs sounds a lot of money these days, doesn't it? But of course, it was, wasn't really, and it still isn't. Um, but anyway, so that's how I got into it. And then I've been guiding since then, become a teacher, um, and then been taking school groups and adult groups over to the to the battlefields since then. Um, I kind of got into what we did with the school here, the, and I may have browbeaten the headmaster into it. Um, but he thought it was a great idea. So we take the we take the kids uh, from the third form, which is year nine for us, uh, third form for us, year nine um, in the real world, and uh, we um, we take the whole year group and we do five days on the Somme and in Ypres and uh, around Arras, which is amazing. And then everything we do from that is kind of linked off that. Does that make sense? That makes sense, Donna. How about you? Yeah. So from my point of view, so I'm a librarian, but I also teach digital literacy and that's to first and third form so some people are like oh, what on earth is digital literacy but it's basically getting the kids to use technology in a kind of productive and an ethical way so I'm always looking for projects to do um, with them and the Great War just was just such a great project for us because we've got um, we've got the role of honour up in chapel and the kids look at that, but they just see those names and it doesn't really mean anything to them. So it's a way of bringing those men alive as they're doing it. They're obviously doing they're doing the primary research. They're thinking about 
um, I'm always insisting that they don't use secondary sources right to the very until right to the very end. So it's all about them producing evidence for what they're saying. So rather than just assuming that everything is true on the internet, they're actually looking at these primary sources to say, actually, I do know that that is a true thing, you know, and I, here's my evidence um, for it. So that's um, where where we're starting, and it's, it, that's. We do also do work with geography as well, but the Great War project is the is the big one for third form. So, what is the Great War project, and what do you teach about the Great War at Kingham Hill? Um, so, so we we have kind of we have an integrated approach to teaching the First World War uh, here at Kingham Hill. So, um, I've been given carte blanche uh, very kindly with the history lessons for the third form. So, in terms of what we do, um, we're quite Western Front centric, and the only reason for that is because we don't have time to do everything else, but we want to do it in, in great detail. Um, so um, so we use Richard Holmes's Western Front uh, television programs as a kind of a backbone uh, to the course. And then I teach some bits and pieces uh, that are linked to that, but we're, we're very much centered on you know, the, the British um, experience of warfare during the, during the war, the learning curve of the British army, the kind of stuff that one might think they don't get taught in lots of schools, should we say. Um, we kind of uh, stick steer clear of the mud, blood and poetry and football matches in no man's land, because really, as Donna's saying, you know, we want to stick with uh, things that we can be sure are facts. And then, you know, the point is, we, certainly from my point of view, I want to teach the First World War accurately so that so the pupils get a really clear view of what really happened, because that's the best way to honor the chaps who went before us does that make sense if we if we make stuff up or you know peddle myths then that kind of dishonors their memory so that's 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 my way of looking at it we in addition to that with the 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 history the english department do first world war poetry um uh, but i try and steer steer them clear of um owen and sassoon they do a bit of that um but actually it's you know it's it's a very varied uh, canon that they that they teach um which i'm very pleased with and then obviously that backs up what we do in the history we've got the digital literacy which uh, we'll speak about probably in a bit more detail in the precise precision of what we do um but we also are partnered with the commonwealth war graves commission um it, with their eyes on hands on uh, scheme um and i think we're the first school in the country to do that which is amazing um where we uh, we take pupils um out in activity and we look after local isolated war graves um, in the local churchyards around here in the leafy Cotswolds, which is uh, which is a real honour to be able to do that. Um, that all links together uh, to make this kind of integrated curriculum. Oh, plus the tour as well, but we'll talk about that probably another time. Which leads me to the third question is, why research the Great War and not other conflicts? Actually, okay. one of the kids asked you that today, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Exactly. That's right. Yes. So one of them said, "Oh, why aren't we doing much on the Second World War?" Well, um, I said, from 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 our point of view, what we really want to get them to do with the digital literacy is for them to get their hands on primary sources, um, and a lot to do with the Second World War is not quite so accessible from the classroom. Um, so, you know, for example, Second World War, war diaries, they're, they're, they're at the National Archives, but we can't, they're not digitised yet. Do you see what I mean? Um, service records are still um, sort of kept locked away. So that's quite tricky. But also, um, there's the link with our war memorial and just across, just as it was across the country, really, 
that there's a greater list of names from the First World War than there, than there is from the Second World War. And we're kind of latching it onto that. So what's amazing is that because of our school's history, um, a lot of the boys, when they left, they went to Canada uh, to, uh, to a farm that was owned by the founder of the school, Charles Edward Baring Young. Um, so, and when they joined up in the, sec- in the First World War, they joined the Canadian Infantry. Uh, which is great for us in terms of records, because of course none of that got lost in the first in the Second World War. Whereas obviously the service records, um, as we will all know, those of us who are researching, uh, they're very hit and miss, aren't they? Because obviously they were they they, they were lost in the Blitz. Um, so basically, it's the fact that there's more to get their teeth into, um, and there's a it's a passion on my part to make sure the First World War is taught properly rather than incorrectly should we say i think with the with the memorial and with us also having um the diaries of the founder um there's as gary said there's more more evidence but i think there's also more of a personal connection as well so that the because we know more about those men um and that the kids know that when we literally some of those men would have sat in this classroom and um being taught you know, that, and that's quite incredible for the kids to think about that. They might have, you know, slept in the same room. They might have, you know, been almost certainly been taught in the same room. So that's a real powerful connection. And I think you've already touched on this, but um, have you researched the role and experience of former uh, pupils in great detail? Um, yeah, we have. I mean, with the, um, it's all leading up to a book, um, which one day will be written, um, <laughs> as these things always are. I mean, there are 63 men on our war memorial um, and um, a good couple of hundred more who served, but we don't have as much detail on them and it's harder to find. Um, but, um, you know, there's, there, there's, there are some amazing stories. There's one in particular, which, um, which we're looking at, which I'm looking at in detail at the moment. There's a lad actually who was missed off the war memorial. We only picked this up because his brother was killed as well. Um, but Walter Metcalf, who was in the 1st Battalion of the Ox and Bucks, um, died in Mesopotamia. Um, and uh, he was at the Siege of Kut. Um, he was taken prisoner by the Ottomans um, and died on the march into captivity. Um, what particularly grieves me about him is the fact that his name is on the Basra Memorial, or should be, but obviously that the Basra Memorial, as, as many of us will know, is in not in great repair and um, so his name is not actually on that probably because the locals have melted down the panels um, and he's not on our war memorial either so I you know feel feel a real duty that we need to commemorate him um, and add him onto our war memorial and that's only come up from the research into his brother Arthur Metcalf um, who was killed at the Battle of Givenchy uh, in June 1915, along with a mate of his from another boarding house. It's just amazing. It all links together. And, and the kids really uh, appreciate the fact that there are so many links to the boarding houses, um, to, the, to, the, to their, up, their upbringing that the, uh, that the boys had before, you know, that we're researching. Um, it's, there's so many things we can get sort of almost distracted, like rabbit holes we can go yeah, down. Absolutely, yeah. So what skills, knowledge and experience it, does this research and work seek to achieve in the pupils? Um, I, I was thinking about this and um, I've kind of rattled it down to, to four things. Um, one is intellectual curiosity. So I want 
them to really get engaged and really, as we said before, kind of go down those kind of little rabbit um, tunnels and, and just really have a have a look around and like really think, oh, well, if that's the case, then, you know, what about that? And, you know, well, what happened to the families afterwards? You know, what, um, you know, why did he sign up? Um, what was his life like? Um, when he was a child, what was his life like when he was at Kingham? So that kind of that kind of intellectual curiosity is really important. Um, also, the fact that they're exposed to primary resources. So the primary resources we we have got, we're really lucky. We've got the, the diaries from the founder. So when the when the boys um, applied and entered Kingham, he would write in the diary. So we've got those and we've scanned those, and so they can see the story of like with these boys. I mean, most of them were. Um, one or both of the parents had died. They're incredibly poor. It's basically come to Kingham or the workhouse very often. And um, just getting that story, what's also very helpful is that they also give us the date of birth. Um, so that also help, helps us find them later on. Um, we use the censuses, so 1901 and 1911 censuses. Um, and then later when we, we look at the um, Canadian archives, we've got the full military record. Sometimes we have the W0363. We certainly have the war diaries for all the men. Um, and so it's it's really about them okay, understanding that you've got you've got these primary sources and that's brilliant evidence for backing up what you're saying. Another thing I wanted to, to get into them is resilience. So you will find times when it is difficult. And actually, I actually kind of um, rate the men by how hard they're going to be to do. So the kids choose which guy they're going to do. And I have a kind of like red, don't even go there because they're really difficult. I have amber, which is like, it's going to be a bit tricky. But if you're feeling a bit like you want to stretch yourself, then go for that. Or then green, which is like fairly straightforward, although actually none of them are totally straightforward so you will there will be times when it's like i just can't find that thing you're like why can't i find it and building that resilience of them it's okay to hit a brick wall you just need to try and get around the brick wall um so that's really important and then finally i'll say that personal connection so to have that thing where you think about that they were in the same these men were in the same space that you're in they they fought they fought um in the great war but actually they were also before that they were in the same place that these pupils are they were playing rugby on the same fields they were sleeping in the same dorms they were being taught in the same classrooms so i think it's also that they have a personal connection i will say as well they do do one section of the presentation that they make they do do a personal personal connection, which is um, exploring their own family history or a history um, using um, I keep forgetting the name of the website. A street, street near you. Street near you um, to locate someone from where they live. Um, in terms of you know, was there someone that lived on my street or near where I live that died in the Great War? And then also going off. Which segues neatly into my next question: Is what impact does this research have on the pupils? I, it's it's fascinating. I, I've just taught a lesson with the third form now, and for some of the pupils who might not necessarily be um, as engaged or motivated um, in in history generally, um, there's there's one lad in particular. Obviously, we won't name him. Who comes to mind? Who really his face lights up when we talk about the First World War, and he's a lad who um, probably struggles in lots of different uh, in different other ways um, with his studies, but he loves talking about it, and he really gets it, um, and and he's throwing himself into the research project as well. Um, so it can really draw out pupils like that. I think I think I think it's it's a really great thing. 
what we do as well, and um, when they've completed their research, is they will um, uh, they they will then present to a panel of teachers, sort of um, a two-minute presentation on what they've found, um, and they also talk about their sources and, and and what have you. And we will then mark them on that because this is part of their part of their assessed work. Um, but the 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 best two or three, um, we then uh, get them to present to um, the Cheltenham and Gloucester branch of the Western Front Association, um, which is really, that was, it's, 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 it's a great, uh, it's, it's, it's a great evening that is. Uh, and Peter Gill, who's the branch chairman there, has been really great over the years. I, 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 I know him from when the branch set up um, and uh, he let me do a, a, similar, a similar thing with uh, pupils from another school. Um, so the, the pupils, however, they get a little bit nervous about presenting to, real people who know things about the Western Front Association. But actually, as we will we will know, those of us who are members of the association, as soon as um, a teenager will turn up to tell uh, the assembled group uh, about their research, you know, they're, they're all a bunch of pussycats, aren't they? And, 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 uh, and really, uh, you know, our pupils have got, have got the audience eating out their hand, asking them all kinds of questions just to, because they want to encourage the kids as well. It's such an amazing, thing to do do you see what I mean so in lots of respects it brings it draws the pupils out uh, and it helps them um sort of get over nerves in dealing with speaking to a, to a group of people but but the best thing is when those kids who have pre presented to the Western Front Association they then see the enthusiasm of other people it makes them even more enthusiastic and they want to do more um which is what we want as educators isn't it really i think also i just addition to that i think it also exposed them just what it feels like to be a historian it's like okay if i wanted then to go and <clears throat> research something else i can then apply those skills somewhere else as well i think that that can also be an addition so how do the pupils find the research well, what we've done uh, is, uh, because we can't get them all in the same room uh, at the same time, uh, is that um, I interviewed uh, a few of them yesterday. Um, and uh, here uh, are a few of, uh, of those interviews uh, for you just to hear a little bit of what some of the pupils had to say. Okay, Charlie, uh, tell us a little bit about your research. Um, it's quite difficult, but also interesting, because he has a brother who has a similar name to him, uh, because his middle name is, I'm researching Arthur Henry Kirk, and his brother's name is Harold Kirk. So lots of the uh, websites get confused on between which is which. So it's um, interesting to find out, like, uh, try and find out which one is which. But it's also kind of confusing because I have to find out which one is which. And I presume you then, by mistake, sometimes end up researching the other one. And then I have to like, look for the fine details of like service numbers and all that. that right, that's really tricky. So, so the service numbers are helpful on that, yeah? yeah? Very good, okay. Um, do, what can you tell me about your man? Um, he was, uh, interesting fact, he was offered the position of Lance Corporal but denied it. Uh, I'm not sure why. Interesting. Um, he uh, was part of the 24th Battalion in the Canadian Army. Mm -hmm. um, he lied about his age even though he was like one month too young or something like right. that. And uh, he was part of um, like a five battalion advance. Uh, like towards the end of the war, um, which then was successful, like pretty much successful, uh, except he died in a place called Gaia Court. Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, I mean, what's fascinating about his 
uh, his involvement was he died on the 8th of August 1918, mm. which was supposedly the black day of the German army. That's the day when the British actually really started uh, to push the Germans back. So he, he was involved in something really important there, yeah. so that's great. Um, how have you, um, uh, what sources have you used for your research? Uh, mainly um, the Canadian uh, war archives and Find My Past mm -hmm. and a bit of Commonwealth war graves. But Thanks ever so much, Charlie. That's great. Well done. Good luck. So Eliza, tell me, how have you found your research? I found it quite difficult because it is quite hard to figure out who's who because mm -hmm. obviously there's quite a lot of the same names. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I also found it quite interesting because you could see all this information on people and it was quite a few years ago and I thought most of the people wouldn't have that information recorded but they seem to. Great. And tell me a little bit about the man you're researching. So I'm researching Victor Thatcher, and he came from quite a poor household, like many of the boys did. And he had three siblings, two younger sisters who weren't named, and a brother who came to the school with him. Mm -hmm. But his mum, she, she had a job, but it wasn't very well paying. And his dad committed suicide, and he had diabetes and depression. Wow. And he, di he died, I think... Quite, at quite a young age for him. Okay, so, so, so a difficult background for Victor, yeah. yeah? Have you found out anything about his time in the army yet, or is that still ongoing? I think he was a corporal. Right. But I haven't found much out yet. But I'm still having a look at that in the war diaries, but the writing is quite faint. It is tricky, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. You know, you kind of wish that they had a sharper pencil, don't yeah. you, really? Yeah. Okay, lovely. Thanks very much, Eliza. That's lovely. Um, so, Emily, tell me, how have you found the research? It's very enjoyable and um, it's interesting finding out information that people probably wouldn't find out if they didn't get the chance to do this. And then there's parts of it that are difficult, especially if you haven't got as much evidence of the person you're researching. Um, and so, for example, if they're not in the Kingham Hill records, then you're already it's more difficult because you haven't got why they came to the school and things like that and also some of the handwriting can be quite hard to read and um, tell me a bit, bit about the man you're researching so i'm researching edward gillings who doesn't have any sort of records in kingham hill so we believe that he was at latimer house between um after 1910 because that was when the archives ended mm -hmm. and he went to canada to in the 2nd Battalion of the Canadian Infantry and died in Rouen in France. Okay, fine. Uh, and have you found out anything about his service at all? Um, not really. I think the only thing mainly that I found out so far is the fact that he signed up to be in a battalion of Oxford Bucks and was kicked out because they didn't believe he was going to be a good, a good soldier. Well, that now that <laughs> is very interesting. Okay, excellent. And, you, and where did you find those records? Um, so mainly on Find My Past, which is one of the sources we've been using, and in sort of census records and also some of the, like, war archives. Great, great. Thank you very much. Recording. So, Maggie, tell me, how did you find your research? Um, I found it really, really interesting because it's really cool. You can connect them, kind of, because there are so many things at the school, like there are pictures and all of the different diaries and things, which is really interesting. So, uh, so t tell me a bit about your man. 
So I'm researching Noel Bradford, mm -hmm. and he came from a very poor family. And his father was a bus driver, I think, but um, he abused his mother. So his mother had really bad mental health problems. So she left the children alone and went to live with her mother, mm -hmm. who was actually also very old as well. She mm -hmm. was 87 and quite ill. Mm -hmm. So the children were left alone. And one of the, his younger sister died, uh, I think three years old. Wow. And the other two went into work very, very early. And he and his brother came to Kingdom. Excellent. Well, that's, that's so. So, that, so they had they had, they had a, a rough upbringing, but then obviously coming to the school helped them out a little bit. Yes. Now, tell, now, Noel Bradford's quite interesting because he went into the Canadian Infantry, didn't he? Now, why why was that? Do you know? No, I'm not sure. You've yet. not got that yet. That's fine. That's not a problem. Um, and have you found out anything about his war service yet at all? Not really. I know he was a private, and mm -hmm. I know he died going over the top, but. Not okay, so but more to find out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, great. Lovely. Thanks ever so much, Maggie. That's lovely. So, Rawdon, uh, tell me, how have you found the research? Um, I found it quite surprising because I didn't realise that um, a lot of children that came to this school um, came from very poor backgrounds. Um, so the person I'm researching is called Albert Adams, um, and both his parents died. Mm -hmm. um, so he was living with his brothers and sisters in, um, in London. Mm -hmm. Um, so he, he would come down on his own, which, you know, I found very surprising because I thought lots of children came from very wealthy backgrounds. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and how, and have you found out much about his war service at all? Uh, he was in the London Regiment. Mm -hmm. Um, he lied about his age, as lots do. Right. <laughs> um, I haven't found what he actually did in the war, but, um... He died of um, wounds in France. Okay, all right. So, and the research is ongoing, isn't it? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, fine. Okay, so you're going to be moving on to use what kind of documents next, do you think? Um, well, I need some more information from the census mm -hmm. because it's very hard to kind of find your man because yep. Albert is very, very popular name. Of course, and particularly Albert Adams yes. as well. That's, oh, that's, yeah. that's common. Um, and then um, are you then going to be going on to using the war diaries as well? Um, yes, so I've started looking at those, um, just looking at different things about him. I'm trying to find him, I'm trying to read what it says, but um, once I've got that sorted, it should be fine. Brilliant, brilliant. The handwriting is tricky, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Lovely. Well, thank you very much indeed. Grand. So, Taylor, how have you found doing the research? Um, I found it really surprising. Um, it's really hard. Um, I really don't know how you guys do it oh, for like a living. Um, I think that kind of surprised me the most about it. It's like how many people lied about their age to fight. Um, yeah. yeah, and and t tell me, tell me that's great. Tell me a little bit about the the chap you're researching. Um, I'm researching Ernest Alf Alfred Wheat. Um, he died when he was like 25. Mm -hmm. Um, he was like in the tenth. Battalion Brigade. I don't remember what the battalion is called, actually. Um, but, um, yeah, I haven't been... I only found things about his family. Okay, well, tell us about his family. Um, <laughs> um, his, like, mom was... Actually, I don't think she had a job. Okay. Yeah. But he has, like, five brothers, so it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
All right, well, thank you very much, Taylor. That's lovely. Grant, excellent. Grant. Thank you, Gareth, for bringing the pupils there. So my final question is, where can people learn more about the project and Kingham Hill School? Uh, well, obviously, we are uh, on the on the internet. So um, www.kinghamhill.org.uk is our uh, school website uh, address. Um, and there we're building um, a little blog um entitled Kingham Hill in the Great War, which um, is some of my research and we're hoping to get some of the pupils' research on there and kind of showing uh, sort of what we're doing. Um, recently, there, there's an article uh, that I wrote that's in the um, uh, Western Front Association bulletin. Um, Eve Wilson uh, is the education trustee and she and I have been working together um, to kind of get that article out. But we're also keen to sort of get a network of similarly minded uh, teachers if they are out there. Um, and if uh, and if you're listening to this and you think this is the kind of thing I want to be involved with as well or I want to do this kind of thing with my school, uh, then please, I would urge you to get in touch. My email address is g.williams at kinghamhill.org. Uh, but you can also get in touch uh, with Eve as well. And I think if anyone wants to see the website that I use um, with the kids, so where I kind of funnel all, all their research, um, it is open facing. It's www.kinghamhill.org. So webwall1.kinghamhill.org. And they're Lovely. welcome to email me as well. Thank you both very much for your time. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to the Mentioned in Dispatches podcast from the Western Front Association with me, Tom Thorpe. Thank you for all my guests for appearing on this edition. The theme music for this podcast was George Butterworth's The Banks of Green Willow. It was performed by the BBC National Orchestra of Wales, conducted by Chris Rusman and produced by Biz Records. This recording is part of a collection of orchestral works by Butterworth performed by the BBC National Orchestra of Wales and supported by the Western Front Association. This is available from all good record stores under the record code BIS2195. Until next time. <laughs>